British Strongman Podcast, episode 16. So today we've got Mark Cherry joining Shane and I. Um, would you be able to introduce yourself, please, Mark, to the listeners? Great to have you on. How are we doing? My name's Mark Cherry. I'm a promoter in Strongman, mainly 105, but I do do some other bits and pieces, but that's my main uh, sort of involvement in the sport. Brilliant. How, how long have you been involved with the sport then? How long have you been um, promoting? About 10 years this year, actually. It was a bit of a bad year to be my 10th year, but yeah, 10 years. Because what I was going to ask is, obviously I know you as a promoter, but how did you get, how did you actually get into Strongman initially? Was it straight in as a promoter or, or how did you get into it? Do you know what? I'd, quick one. I had I'd a, I'd a bad operation in 2009 that went wrong. And um, it gave me a little bit of a kick up the bum because it, it was a bit of a bad time. Sort of came out and I got sort of serious into training. And I started training with Sean. And uh, yeah, he got me in the gym and got me started getting me a bit fit. Sean Kennedy is that? Yeah, yeah. First of all, I trained with Martin C for a bit just to get a bit of fitness going. <laughs> we was training together and then we went and trained with Sean. And yeah, we sort of, um, sort of got stuck into training side of things. I did a few novice shows and then moved up and did some inters and opens, but that's not really worth talking about. <laughs> it was really promoting. So did- I sort of competed in 2010 in a first novice and really had my eyes open up by it. And then I ran my first show in 2010 as well. Okay, that's good. That's when sort of so, England's most powerful so you, man was born in. Brilliant. Do you prefer, so do you prefer, the, uh, do you get more out of the promoting side than you did competing? How come you stopped competing? Or have you Pro- stopped competing? Yeah, probably more of an age thing. I enjoy competing. Um, I came into the sport really late. So 2010, I was sort of, Sort of in my thirties then, so it was pretty, uh, pretty late to come in. Um, but yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy training. I did enjoy getting a bit fitter and quite a bit stronger. And um, yeah, comp days were fun. You know, even though it was like novice when I first started, it was a bit of fun. Um, so yeah, but I think promoting is probably. I think I'm a lot better at promoting. I hope I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, recently you made me cry. Tears of sadness via you and Craig's Facebook destruction of me. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you. Obviously, me and Tom said some stuff on the last podcast, yeah. and mainly the thing we wanted you to come on and talk about is obviously I know you've been doing this a long time. I've competed in some of your shows, and um, just wanted to basically get you to give like an overview of the history of kind of 105 Strongman because I know you've you've seen it for. You know, you've seen many different um, like generations, I guess you could say, of yeah. like 105ers that have come and gone. And um, yeah, give us a bit of a back history for the people who've just started in the sport about where where it started and, and how it's got to where it is today. Well, originally, initially, I think they bought in 105 initially more for so you're getting a lot of Chinese athletes and people from other countries. It was obviously naturally quite smaller, so they bought in originally for that. And when I first started, really in 2010, there was much of it. it you know I was putting shows on and I was promoting the life out and I was getting good novice numbers good opens numbers and I was getting like some shows I ran with like four or five guys in so I think one of them was even less I think it was only like three guys so I just kept promoting away really I mean over the years I mean my sort of earliest memories probably was back to sort of 2009 um Wood was big on the scene then Graham X was about um you had some um, some real good guys, you know. I mean, Dixie was an absolute powerhouse when it comes to pressing. Um, but he could move as well. I mean, there's a lot of people I think thought Dixie back then couldn't move, but he could. Um, Woody was more of an all-rounder, really. Um, you know, quick on farmers, quick on yoke. But those sort of guys were good. Um, yeah, and then Adam Bishop in 2011, he sort of burst onto the scene and he won UK's in 2011. Um yeah, and I sort of really pushed on them with England's most powerful man, trying to get that going. That was a title I sort of made up for novice. I think you did that, Shane. Did you do that in 2013, Shane? I did, yeah. Yeah, you won, didn't you? Of course. Because <laughs> <laughs> we was having some great banter that day, because I was winding <laughs> Shane up about being the um, the latest and greatest thing to appear on Sugden Barbell. Do you remember? Yeah. Sugden Barbell was a real old school forum for strong men. But when I first came in, that's all there was really, wasn't there? 
Yeah, it was just sucked in. It was like that was the only place. There was no the, Facebook was about, but there wasn't like comps on there and stuff. Other you went and sucked in, and that's how you found a comp. So yeah, yeah, and that's how you sort of got the athletes to enter and uh, and stuff like that. Because um, 2013 was funny year because um, you ended up getting an invite somewhere else. So Shane, didn't you? You didn't do your case again. I think you got an invite to go to an international comp, didn't you? Yeah, 20, 2013 was my best strongman year. Um, won a lot of shit so I did, I did like three weight categories so I had to like miss certain comps and stuff because I was under 80 then I was under 90 then I was 105 and then I was back down to under 80 again so yeah it was a bit of a mad year yeah I remember it say so yeah so from there really that was um, yeah that it just sort of grew I sort of saw it from 2010 to now I mean each year it got progressively better with the amount of people that was coming in to do 105 like I said, when I first started, like three guys, four guys, and all of a sudden you sort of getting six and sevens, and then now, I mean, you put, you know, I run Southern qualifiers for the for the road to England. I mean, you're talking about like sometimes thirty guys' names are down, and a good twenty five turn up on the day, and it's actually pretty big. I mean, they usually have sixteen to eighteen in the Northern qualifier. Uh, I think Midlands is a lesser one, but they still have a good twelve, fourteen guys in it. So overall, and then and, and on top of that again, we have England's most powerful man as a late qualifier. So that's kind of your last chance to get to UKs and Brits. And that <coughs> that have like sort of 20, 25 guys in it as well. Um, so yeah, it's pretty pretty good now. And a few of the guys have gone out and done some international comps, team comps and stuff under the ultimate banner. So I think it's sort of growing everywhere now. It's um it's definitely a bigger category than it was. And I think um what I understand nice Pretty, pretty big now as well. That's doing quite well. Is there a difference in standard between like North and South and Midlands? Which would you say is stronger um, in the 105s? Or is the North? You know what? It's a funny different? one. You you tend to have similar in each area, and then all of a sudden you'll have one like there's an except. I mean, you must all know him. There's an exceptional guy who come back a little while ago actually in one England in Dan Cave. I mean, he's just unreal. I mean, I'm yeah, like, Dan, Dan Cave's offshore most of the time, isn't he? And yeah. He just came back and <laughs> pulled 380 and won the 105s, didn't he? Yeah, he come back and done my England's. Like, he won the Northerns and come and done England's and, and did a masterclass, really. Um, and this is the man that walks around for permanently detached bicep. <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, he, I reckon if he... Because he kind of like floated in and out, Dan, didn't he? And I actually thought at one point he was going to be another Hicksie and Bish that obviously they started in 105s and went to Worlds and transitioned to very successful open weights. And I think Dan could have been that guy as well, but I just don't know what happened. I think it was his work was getting in the way too much or something, being on and yeah. offshore all the time. But yeah, he's, he's, no, he's a definite powerhouse. I mean, up there you had Dan and then there was a few guys coming through. I mean, there's some new guys. I mean, Glenn Cutler came on... Uh, so I didn't know much about him. I think he was like fourth or fifth at Northlands and then he come and won England's. Um, so he's pretty new to it. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know really between the three regions. I would say there's not, you know, I don't think there's much between. I'd say definitely Midlands has got less guys, but it, like Rich Minnie's been so consistent. I think he's won Midlands two or three times now. Um, yeah, so there's always a so couple of stand... So here's another slight question: which which region do you think would claim to be the strongest? All of them. <laughs> probably, probably the North would make plenty of noise, but yeah, I don't know. That's the old <laughs> probably. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, there'd be definitely there'd definitely be a big contest on that one. But then, uh, I mean, there's some, I mean, there's some other. I mean, you know, not talk not to put any embarrassment. I mean, you know, Shane, like when you're on form, like you're you, you know you are some athlete without doubt. You know, there's no getting away from that. I mean, you turned up at this most powerful man in 2013, and they were decent weights, you know, and you wasn't 105 kilo. I mean, would you probably maybe 90, maybe 85? I'm not sure. I can't remember. You know, oh, I was 83. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. And they, but they was they was decent uh, weight, Shane, weren't they? They weren't light. They was a good good standard. If I remember rightly, a pretty good standard of guys there as well. Yeah, there was uh, Carl uh, Carl Grant and uh, yeah. Chris. Bundell, Bundell, is it, or Bundell? Well, Chris Bundell went on to win, didn't he? Yeah, he won, he won UKs or something, didn't he? Yeah, him and Sean tied, and Chris Bundell won on countback. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was um, mad. Yeah, that comp, though, it was heavy, and I didn't really... I don't think I won an event. Um, I just came... 
top because there was a lot. There was over two days, wasn't it? And it was like ten events. So that's right. We did do over two days that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember it. Yeah, I remember. Being that was the year that um, the guys come over from the internationals, didn't they? The guy Chris, uh, Tristan O'Brien from South Africa did the opens. Um, and I think that was the year Ben Kelsey won the Opens as well. Yeah, because Ben Kelsey won the 105s the year before and then he moved up to the Opens the next year. Ben yeah, Kelsey's an athlete yeah. as well, for the But there's, um, yeah, I think in the past, I mean, you've seen some good athletes go by in the past and um, and there's definitely some good ones coming from. I mean, if you're coming back then, Shane, and obviously, um, yeah, that's, you know, that's one to come from. I'm hearing things about Josh as well, that he's uh, that he's putting up some decent numbers. You've got to say you've got, People like getting that up there. Um, Dale from up 3D, he's got up to 105 now. Well, he's not 105, but he's going down that road of competing at that in there. Um, that guy who trains him, Alex Nelson. I mean, that was one of... I only watched the video. I wasn't there for the live, but they, he did the juniors, Alex Nelson. And he, I mean, I've never seen... Sean was gobsmacked when he watched him do a 170 log one motion. It was unreal. Yeah, I was going to say, he's the guy with the crazy log, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That was... that was like, I watched it back on Facebook live on the video, and I was like, wow. You know, it was a, it was a good lift. But yeah, and I think um, Mark Boyd came over in 2018 and Brits. Um, and you don't see much of Mark. So I think he lives abroad. He lives out in Dubai or something like that. But Mark's quite decent. He was he come come back. But I think overall, it's getting... It's definitely getting more popular, and you're definitely getting um, strong. Like the guys moving from nineties, and there's a few guys that I know that have dropped down from opens and, and and stuff like that. So I'm definitely impressed with with what's coming through. And like I say, I think you can make. I think I think to be honest with you, next year is going to be unreal because I think you've probably got two off. Well, probably more. Probably got four or five guys um, who are coming into the sport or coming back, whichever way you want to look at it, from up north, that are really going to push um, in these national finals in Brits and UKs. I think it's going to be exciting. So this year, though, you've not got the qualifiers, have you? You're running the Super Series Comp, is that what it's called? Yeah. And what date's that on? The Super Series is, you know what, I've got a terrible memory of that, looking, is November the 23rd. Right, okay. So... Up in the... You can just enter into that comp, can you? You don't need... You just pay your entry fee and you're in. Yeah, that's it, basically. Well, what it was with that, because we've had... It was a few things with it. Because, obviously, we've had no qualifiers, we've got no England, we've got no England... No England most powerful man's postponed. And, obviously, with the three qualifiers. I kind of look at it like this, and, and I think both of you understand that, because, obviously, I'm, I'm never going to slag anyone off, but in that way. But with certain guys, with the weights... Do we, it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Come on. No, what I'm trying to say is with the weights, <laughs> with the weights we've put together, I've kind of looked at it. Um, we've got no Englands, we've got no quali- we've got no qualifiers, Northern, Southerns or Midlands, and we've got no England's most powerful man. So the idea kind of was to come up with something that was, you know, 350 yoke was what we had at England last year in the final. Um, I went for a yoke press. You don't see it much. I thought one, two, five is not bad. Bearing in mind they did like one fifty at Brits Giants Live for the Open Boys. I thought one, and it, and the thing with it is, both of you know you probably trained it and done it. It does catch a lot of people out the yoke or the safe press, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Few of the other ones like the frame. You could probably make a case for the two eighty frame and say you you could have done three hundred people would still be able to do it. Um, same with a deadlift. You could have probably gone up by a few kilos. Um, I think you're going to see probably going to see some big reps in the deadlift because Luke's doing it. So no doubt he's probably got about 20 odd in his locker or something. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt that. But yeah, I think it's just a case of really trying to combine um, the sort of weights, but try and leave the real nutty heavy stuff because I'm just thinking that we're hoping July is the reopening of gyms um, and hoping that, that yeah, it gives people a chance to really train for it. And just I think the idea. <laughs> get 30 40 guys in it it just gives everyone something to do yeah such a real i, sort of I think it, i think it's absolutely brilliant mark and i, I think you're going to get um i think you'll get um quite a few like wild cards that you don't really you don't you haven't really heard of before yeah or may, maybe they're quite new to it and really don't know don't know how strong they are and they've got this kind of like opportunity to like they just see that if you're strong enough to do the weights, you can enter, can't you? That's the rule. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And, I mean, it's just yeah. And um, like I, I think I, I think I've got about seven or eight guys that are 
that I think are going to do it. Uh, yeah. Who I coach, oh. and and it's and it, and it's good um, because, like I've just said, that the, they just look at the weights. I'll just encourage them to if if they if they're at the point where they're even considering it by looking at it and think, oh, I can do those. Like I'll just be sh- shoving them into it and say, let's go and do it, and yeah. um, and and like encourage it as a bit of an opportunity to compete against some of these like um, some of the top guys. Yeah. Um, I think- Going back to what I said with the weights, what I was getting at with not knocking anyone, you know it as athletes yourself. There's certain people, now it might be ability, it might be family time, it might be lack of, whatever it may be, some people may never get past a qualifier, might not ever get past Northern, Southerns or Midlands. Some will get to England, some will go down England's most powerful man route. So with those weights and sort of opening it up, I think you're sort of catering for all levels really. You know, that, that was another... Sort of thing. And that's not knocking anyone because you know yourself, Shane, and and you know yourself as well that they, you know, some people for whatever reason will only go as far as they can. Do you know what I mean, Josh? Shane, you know what I'm coming. Yeah, from? yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's it's just a case of let's try and put something out there that everyone can maybe get something out of that's got an a decent amount of ability. Because the team has yeah. been has been a little bit frustrating over the last few years. I've seen a lot of new promoters come into the sport all over the country, and for me, they're just, it, it's like watering it down. It's almost like, let's put a beginner's in. Let's put a, a first-timer's in. And I've seen a first-timer's and a beginner, same competition, and the weights are the same, and there's 30 guys in each category. And I'm kind of asking myself, well, one, what's the difference? And, you know, what's the beginner's? What's the first-timer's? And you, then they've got novice. Then they've got inters, then they've got opens, then they've got under 90s. And I'm, I'm like, wow, I understand you're trying to do stuff for the sport. Um, but why would you put, you know, a beginners and a first timers, the same weight and the same events? Yeah, well, to, to be honest, Mark, we, we've, uh, we've, we've covered this quite a lot. We've talked about it quite a lot, like talking about the um, comparing like the novice and inter first timers pathway to yeah. like weight, weight classes and stuff. And, um, and I, personally, I find there's almost like a bit of bit too, bit of a problem in terms of people thinking that there's. Well, I might get a bit of stick for this, but people thinking there's like lots of prestige from winning a say if they win a first timers comp or whatever, and or they win a novice comp. They're almost thinking that that's like that they can post, isn't it? Because it's never a novice yeah. comp. It's always fucking Lancaster's strongest novice. Yeah. Yeah, and. I, I just think that, um, like, like you say, I think, like it, it does does water it down a little bit. Like, don't get me wrong, I think they're absolutely fantastic. I think novice comps are great, and um, they they get they get people to practice, and they get people an idea of whether they're into the sport or not. But I think that um, I, think, I think basically I'm saying that if I think if you're good enough and you're of that mindset where you feel like you want to push it, then I think we should be looking at like. The, your route, for instance, then mm. oh well, I, well I'll do an, I'll do a season in novice and um, and see if I can pick up some trophies or whatever. Where, whereas actually the you sit still, you're tripping me out, flying around your gym. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> oh, ah! an, an example is uh, you know you, you, you know that um, that that lad um, D- Dean from last week who pulled three hundred at my at my farm at my dad's farm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he he's a guy who's entered the. Um, Mark, he's entered the Super Series and he's absolutely buzzing for it and training towards that. Yeah. And, that, and like, I, I've had, to, when, when I started coaching him a couple of months ago, I had to, like, talk him out of doing, a, like, he was, he was, like, his heart, his head was set on uh, doing a novice comp and, like, like, winning a novice comp. And, and I just said to him, I said, look, I said, fuck it off. I said, let's go for this, um, I think, I think um, what was it, the Eng- England's qualifier? Did you organise it or what, whatever? The, oh, no, C- Craig, wasn't it, I think? Oh, who had the, um, oh, fuck no. So one of you, anyway. But, but basically, <laughs> but basically for, for his second comp, like, because he was strong, cause he's strong enough to do it, like, I'm encouraging him to do that. And, I said, and I've like, got him in the mindset that even if he comes last at all these and does like say no rep, some of the, some of the, some of the things like that's what someone with his mindset should be aiming to do rather than 
aiming to pick up a couple of trophies here and there, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, I, I've been to Novice shows years ago, and there's guys in it, and I've said to them, you know, someone said to me once when I was running shows, they said, well, look, what, what's your idea of a novice? And I said, well, in my mind, a novice is, so, is someone who's brand new to the sport. Generally, if you do a novice for the first time, then obviously, like, that's, that's what you do. <clears throat> um, I would always say, if you, maybe say, if you won a novice comp, move on straight away. If you then maybe did three or four novice comps and you podiumed a couple of times, that's time to kind of move on. Um, and then, all. I've said to people, it's on ability, but if you're throwing 130 above your head for reps on a log or something and you're pulling, you know, 260 for reps and you are a novice because you've never done a comp, but you've got to kind of be true to yourself and kind of look at it and think, well, maybe, you know, I'm 18 stone, say, for example, so I'm too heavy for 105s. Maybe I'll look at this, you know. I think people have got to try and test themselves and try and be true to what they are, you know. Like, yeah. You do 80, you've done under 80s, but you haven't always done under 80s. See where I'm coming from? Well, when I started, there wasn't even a well, there wasn't really many weight class comps about under nine, it was only under 90s, and there was only really the uh pathway that was Northerns, England's, Britain's, etc. So, uh, my first year I qualified to England, but then didn't um get to Brit. So if I if I just had the mindset of I'm only doing under 90s, then that would be my season over. Yeah. Like, like Preston Strongest Man Open. Like, I just looked for some comps that were like, I could do the weights-ish. I mean, I, I think at that Preston Strongest Man, I remember I couldn't move the truck a fucking millimetre because it was this fucking truck designed for 150 kilo guys and I was like a little pit bull trying to rag it. But um, I did well on the farmers and log and the deadlift and stuff. And yeah, I, there was no option to do novice well, I know you're saying you're a novice, but back then I didn't know of any novice comps, um, to be honest. Especially up north, there wasn't really anything around. The first one to come was Mark Clegg when he ran the Olympic Dragons in about 2012, I think that was, or 11. Yeah. I know Mark Pease used to run, say, didn't he, that UK Strong North or something? That had a novice thing in it, but that was... But I'll give Mark his jaw on that. He used to run qualifiers, and then that was quite an heavy day. You know, that wasn't that was probably in as before anyone really knew what in as was. Right, okay. And I'll be honest with you, with in as in as is great, I'll put in as on and I'll try and do it just to help people out and cover the cost if, if we're doing it alongside a final or something where people don't have to pay to enter. But it's had a bit of a, a bad effect for a minute, in as because what I've done is it's drained a little bit of the, of the open guys out of the grassroots. You've got your, your UK guys and your world class guys. And then we've opened, you've got a lot missing at the minute because a lot of them are getting sort of coming out of novice, going into inters, and no one's really saying you can't do more than one inters. So they're kind of, angry. Yeah. I think it's having a bit of an effect with, certainly down here, I don't know what it's like, Midlands and North. Yeah, it, I, I know, I was looking at a comp before, like looking at a comp for, uh, I think in November, some, one of the clients posted that he'd entered, I think it was Booking, Buckinghamshire's strongest or something. And he's entered the Opens, and uh, I looked at the weights, and I was going to, thinking of entering the Opens if I'm not doing something else. Um, and then I looked at the list, and it's like novice, like fucking loads of people, loads of entries, inters, loads of entries, like whatever, 11, 12 yeah. in each. And then Opens is just his name now. I just think... Yeah, he's tough at the minute, Opens. It seems that, yeah, we've had a bit of a stop, because at one point it was loads. I was thinking, God, this is really healthy. You know, looking at Southern qualifiers and general sort of opens comp and now it's going back to the thing where you're just hanging around open to get six guys you know yeah I'm asking people I know saying to them look fancy doing this blah 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 but it's just yeah I think it's had a bit of a bit of a thing yeah but... it's, a, it's a bit shit because like it, like say for instance say I, I decided I wanted to do that comp like it, it'd be it'd be it'd be a tough one to do even though I want to do the opens weights and push myself with the weights uh, I like the events and stuff. Like, part of me, had, if I'm make, making the trip there, part of me would want to compete against fucking as many people as possible. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and uh, do, do the inters instead or whatever. But, yeah. That's what I was going to say on the Super Series, though, as well, is I think the amount of competitors that you're going to get in one comp is going to um, change... It, well, it could change the outcome of who who wins because... If you cock up an event, there's 
a big point drop. Whereas um, when there's only ten guys there, you know, some of these some yeah. of these people that are entering that you're saying maybe <clears throat> aren't as strong as the top guys. They they'll all have like standout events where they can pick scalps and uh, yeah, you know, th- th- they'll change the. I think pumps with more numbers in are. Uh, Apart from I have a love hate with them because I fucking lost the load because of them, but um, I think they're better because you say you get punished for your mistake instead of losing two points because you happen to be better than the other five guys in, in, in the competition. No, I mean, you're right. I mean, if you've got, say, a field of 50 novices and you go out in the first event, say, a press and you blank it and don't get any lifts, that's a lot of points you've lost, isn't it? To try and make up, you know, 50 points to the winner and then you're sitting there on zero. You just think, well, you know, especially on a five-event comp. Yeah, fucking happened to me at the Arnold. I ran about all the time, pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, 90s? I was under 80s. I fucking oh, ran a wheelbarrow across the line. I'm going to rant about it again. I ran a wheelbarrow across the line, and the rule was break the line. But because I'm just a savage, I slipped, and I ended up running backwards with the wheelbarrow. And I broke the line with half of the wheelbarrow, but backwards. And then they came over, I'm going to call her out here because I still say that it's favouritism towards the Yanks, so I was fucking owning them all. Uh, she said, oh, the wheel has to cross the line, not the, not the wheelbarrow. We said the wheel. I was like, bullshit. So because I walked off after doing it and sat down, she said I didn't finish. So I came last and dropped fucking 50 points. And I won the event. I came first in that event. I, I sat down and I was still running the wheelbarrow. Still angry. No, well, you're not the only one with horror stories from Arnold's. I've heard a few bad things. I'm not slagging it off, but... There's been quite a lot of controversy over the last few years, Arnold. Some really... Go on then, let, let, let's hear a story, Mark. <laughs> well, t- one of them was... Um, they miss... Dale had a problem out there with a log. They mispointed him and took the points off. Um, I don't know if that was the same year you was out there, Shane, or not. No, no, this was... Mine was like eight, mine was like seven years ago. I just didn't go back because of that experience. <laughs> yeah, no, he was saying to do with a log, and then they decided that they would... Um, for some reason, they had a... It was a real controversial thing, I'll have to find out, but they, they basically took the reps off of him, and it was for a real... There was no rhyme or reason for it. It was a real strange... But it was another one in decisions that looked like it was favouring the Americans. Yeah, I mean... I don't want to like put that out there and say it's true, but that's how I felt. I was pissed off because um, if if they'd have told me the whole wheelbarrow has to cross the line, I would have just walked an extra 50 centimetres. But I literally took my belt off, sat down, watched everybody else finish and thought, that's four wins and I'm winning by like 30 points. Uh, and going into day two, I would have been in the lead so far that I couldn't lose uh, because it would have the, the field went down from like 30 people to... Uh, six people, or so. oh, no, fact, no, four people it was on day two. So there's, you can't really make up many points day two. And I had such a big lead that I had a one. So I sat there and then she's like, yeah, did not finish. Uh, you come like 30th or something. So I dropped like 31 points and then was in fifth place. So I didn't qualify today too. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. I'm so confused. And then because it was so rushed, it just like, they just pushed you to the side and, that's it, done. They unpack everything, get the next open guys out. And I was just yeah. there like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> just spent two grand to go here and then I've been screwed over. Yeah, no, it's a bit weird. Bit, bit, over the years, though, different in that. I mean, I can go right back to, like, you look at some of the international comps. Um, when Woody went to Welds in 2009, Paul Wood, never really, I don't think he'd ever lost a farmer's, you know, one of, he was phenomenally quick. And he went out there and they, he ran his farmer's on his own. I mean, I, I gave him the DVD because he knew at the time that it was something that was going on, but he'd never actually seen it back. And I managed to get hold of the DVD. And he, um, yeah, he, he ran on his own. And then they didn't give him his time. And the two guys went head to head after him. And then after their times had come in, they gave him his time. And it was slower than them. And when you watch the video, it's like, no way. Like, and that's happened a few times. I mean, I think when Sean went to Wells in 2012, and he said, like, there was, I think it was out in Norway when Sean went. And there was three Norwegian guys in the comp, and they were the only three in the field of athletes who moved the truck. And you think, wow. Like, obviously, they're looking at it going, oh, yeah, we've trained on it. But you think, I don't know, come on. It's tough, isn't it? Because I don't want to paint on a bad light saying that I'm fucking, well, I'm not over it, but I'm going to say I'm over it. But it just, I know that they all train together, you know, and they're, yeah. they're always the guys that like, they go to comps and, 
uh, they're promoting the comps and they're doing the qualifiers that they see them all the time they're in touch all the time so I understand there's going to be an element of favoritism there and I expected that going over there but then on reflection after I was coming back I was literally just on the plane like what the fuck happened when I was over there like uh, and there's actually like 20 literally like 15 20 guys coming over to me saying like straight after it saying you should have won you should have won and I was like well I know but now in the history books I have never won a world when I believe I should have so yeah yeah, no, it is tough. I mean, I think a similar thing. I think Darren Sadler had a similar thing when he was 105 as well, didn't he? I think. Um, but I think it has got better. Looking like with the two worlds that Ben Kelsey won, um, I think now, especially with some of the promoters abroad, it seems to have got a little bit better now. Yeah, since the official Strongman Games and uh, everything's come out, I think all that is like completely, you know, that's just scrap now. It's a lot better now. But um, yeah. back then there wasn't anyone watching or timing or anything. It was just like one guy on a stopwatch. And like you say, I've had it before where they're like, I'm like what's my time? Oh, uh, I've given it in. Sorry, I don't I can't remember it. And I'm like, well, just fucking tell me my time. And then suddenly I'm like, really? Like, I'm pretty certain it wasn't that. But you can't, you can't do anything, can you? There's no, there's no uh, replays in a strongman, so yeah. No, it's definitely well, a tough it, one. This, this is the thing though, with um, like now, like nowadays, like um, that everybody's videoing everything as well, haven't, mm. aren't they? So if you, so if you think that you, you must feel a bit more pressure now if you're, you're like refing or refing a comp or whatever, and you think, fucking hell, like everybody's. Um, Everybody, oh, I've, I've got, I got thirteen point two on the farm as you put me down as fourteen point six, like, and the- yeah, it is hard, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, um, like you say, people, it's it's just like the the a click on a stopwatch, isn't it? And if if the person who's filming you is really, uh, you know, they're really what's the word invested in your performance, and they click it like the instant you cross the line, whereas someone who's a ref is waiting for that moment to happen. They don't have that action replay yeah. you know, to, to, to go, actually, I should have paused it here. You crossed it there. So you just got, it is what it is. At Dragons one year, actually, the story of, because that's why General always says I only won 2.5 Dragons because uh, the last year, um, I think I, we loaded the stone at like literally exactly the same time. Like it's on video. It's literally the exact same time. But on the stopwatch, Pagan's like two seconds faster than me. Um so then Mark ended up deciding to just call it a draw because it was we were drawing on points as well and it was never one stone to one. Uh, but if he got off the stopwatch there, uh, Mark would have won. But on the video, it was literally the exact same time. There was just one guy slower on a, on a stopwatch. Yeah, it's human error, definitely. I mean, I used to do, I still do quite a lot now. If I've got enough people, I always have like, try and have an extra timer on something, you know, so you've got a especially on them with like truck pulls we used to always have like two of us and we'd have we'd both sort of stop at the watch at the same time and then look at the average time sometimes you actually stop the same sometimes someone was slightly better so you're always trying to give to make it fair because that with truck pulls and things like you saying earlier saying about moving it but when you do it's split seconds and it's it's definitely human error that stops it that's why i prefer events that prove pure strength i like to see a nice deadlift event I mean, purists from the floor pulling a deadlift, from the floor lifting something, putting it above your head. For me, they're two of the purest lifts you can do. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. More control. Three reps is three reps, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we had three objective, isn't it? Yeah, we had three hundred kilo for reps at England's last year, which I thought was pretty decent weight for England's, and uh, I think it was one on five or six. I can't remember, but it was good. You know, it was a decent weight. Was Was that the one Rob Ward one? No, that that was Wardy won it up at um, oh, it's a guy in Newcastle. Can't Jack Wardy won it up Jack's place. No, this one was in the middle. Oh yeah, Jack Lovett. Yeah, yeah. This one was in the Midlands in 2019 when um Glenn won it, and it was um yeah, it was decent. It was like um, I think the log was like what log weren't nothing. No, I think the log was like one two five. Um, farmers. I think it was about 140, 150. Yoke was 350, like each way, obviously. Um, and it was like a, a 300 kilo deadlift and a 140 stone for reps. So it weren't too bad. It was um, pretty decent standard. And um, But I mean, it, do you know what? You, you have to look at it all the time. I look at Strongman from, um, and it was something you touched on when I listened to your other podcasts, is where 
you had standout people. You did have the standout big pressers and stuff. And you did have people that were all rounders and it was different things. And you, you, you sort of looked at it and, and you do have to tailor. There is still some strong guys, statically, there's some big movers. But I do look as a promoter and I do look or try to look what's around at the time, you know, and look at what, what I think is, a, is the right sort of weight for, for each competition, you know, yeah. for the standard you've got. You know, I remember, I think it was in 2014, we put a max log at UK's. Sean won it. It's either 2014 or 2015, I can't remember. But he only needed a 150 to win it. And that's not, that's not massive, you know. I'm not, it's not, don't get me wrong, it's a massive lift. But like, I expected more at UK final, but that's just the way it was at the time. You know, I was trying to mix it up and put it in there, but sort of people, I think, sort of finished off on 140s, 145s, eat a 150, and that was it. And I mean, now you've probably got, I suppose, biggest presser at the minute in 105 is Dave Williams. Um, yeah, and like all round sort of, uh, sort of speed and athletic is, is, is Matt Cole, like, you know. So you've just got to kind of look at what's out there and try and push it, you know, like the Max Deadlift we did uh, last year at Brits. I think uh, Matt McKeegan won it from Ireland. I think he pulled, I don't know if he pulled 375 in the end, 380. But yeah, he's, he's top three, isn't he? Close to 400, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, like, you're kind of looking at... And I think it sort of went deadlift mad, didn't it? With Eddie all doing what he did before. And everyone... I'm look, turning up, I'm looking on people's... I'm, I'm looking at people's videos and they're training in the gyms and that. And, like, more people now, I think, in the last few years have pulled 300 than ever before. Because 300 is a real big lift. I mean, at one point, 300 kilo in sort of percentage of people in gyms... I think it was something like like less than two percent of people were pulling that sort of sort of weight, you know. It was a real massive weight. And now it's just gone to another level. I mean, I honestly think you're I think somebody at one oh five is gonna pull four fifty. I really do. Fucking hell. I don't know how you feel about that, Shane. Gonna pull what? Four fifty, do you say? I think so, at one oh five, yeah. I reckon I reckon Luke will. I don't know if I do Luke. Five, but Luke Luke Davies will. Yeah, I reckon it's gonna happen. He's definitely um They've already something, something I wanted to say was because of what I said. La- I think it was last week or the week before, whenever it was, about the 105 scene. I'm, I'm gonna apologise because I have I haven't been in touch with the 105 scene for probably two, maybe three years at most. Yeah. The last time I looked at it was, well, I'll be honest. I didn't think it was in a very good state to be to be honest with you. That's fair enough. That's fair. You know. In like maybe it was that 2015 year where or whatever it was, we said, show them with the 150 log. And I, I lost interest in it because I saw the under 90 guys as stronger than the 105 guys. And then in my brain, Rob Ward went up and won England's 105. And I was like, yeah, yeah. that doesn't surprise me uh, because that's what I thought. And then I haven't paid it much attention since then. And the things I said on the podcast last uh, week, uh, you mentioned a few names to me in, in the chat and I did a bit yeah. of research. And yeah, Glenn... Crazy strong. Dave, who Josh has got coming on next week, mad strong. Yeah. Uh, Matt Cole, I already knew of. I used to coach Matt. I think he's a yeah, great he said, guy. Yeah. Didn't mean any disrespect if you heard it. No, nah, do you know what? Now you've said 2015, Shane. Do you know what? Sorry to interrupt you. Do you know what? I know why you're looking at that. Do you know Shane, uh, Sean won UK. That was his last one. Do you know he won by about 18 or 20 points? So I know where you're coming from. Yeah, and Sean to me was the guy that I saw as like there was Hicksy and Ben Kelsey and Sean Kennedy and probably loads of names like Mark Clegg was yeah. there, Adam Travis. There was all these people at 105 that they were real close, and then all of a sudden Sean wins by 18 points because these yeah. guys have all left. And yeah, nothing on Sean. Obviously, not Sean's fault, but it just showed how how close. No, I think, those and guys. that was 2015. So that does tie in with sort of. That was the changeover because 2015 he left. 2016, um, you had like Aaron Davies, Karish Majidi, people like that competing. Karish yeah. England's as well, I think. And Aaron won UK's in 2016. You know, so you kind of had, um, yeah, you kind of had a little gap. And then it was sort of Sean left after winning the three titles he won. And then it sort of opened out a little bit. Uh, yeah, 2016, Aaron Davis in 2017. I'd always heard of Danny Moore, but I'd never seen him compete. And Danny 
spotted him come down and done. Yeah, he, uh, is he Welsh guy with this nice split jerk log? No, nah, he's Scottish, Danny. Scottish, oh, same thing. Yeah, he's got long hair, long beard, <laughs> like yeah, he's Scottish. Yeah, he can split jerk, but he's Scottish. Yeah, um, he's got. I know who he is. He's got long hair, hasn't he? And that's he's it. Yeah. Him. Well, he yeah, yeah, he yeah. come down in 2017, Danny, and um, honestly, it was a masterclass what he did that day. It was unbelievable. Like he just didn't have a chink in his armor. Every event. We had car squat, we had car deadlift. It's real, like, decent. It's a 380 or 400 joke. It's real... De- yeah, because didn't Luke Davies come second to him? Yeah, and Karash yeah. was third, I think, mean, yeah. Yeah, I remember Yeah, because they had the battle on the day, and I think they had the battle with the hair as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so, no, it was... Um, yeah, it was an absolute masterclass by Danny. And then, sort of... Um, Matt come through into Southerns. I think he come... He might have come second at his first Southerns and then third at England's and then went on to win to win UK's in 2018 and then obviously he won UK's and Brits in 2019. Yeah, because Matt does a lot of team comps abroad as well. Yeah, he? he did do some yeah. stuff. That's right. Yeah, um, we, he's, he's a really good, strong man. He's, he's just yeah, great. it's an all-round type thing. I mean, if you wanted to look and I mean, I suppose Dave in a way is kind of more like Sean in the way that. that Dave would pick up, and Dave won't mind me saying this because he's coming on next week, but see, like, when you're in a comp, like a final, and you've got maybe, like, Matt, like, flying with a 400-kilo yoke, Dave will grind that yoke out, and Dave will finish that yoke. He's not the fastest. But what tends to happen is he picks up big points by finishing it because some of the other guys don't even finish it. So where Dave grinds it out, and that's why Dave's had that, it's almost like the, um, you know, the, the bridesmaid effect for the last few comps because he's come second to um to Matt for the last few. So he just needs to fix his moving and he's uh and he's Yeah. There. I mean he obviously won um he won Brits in 2017, Dave. Um well, he done well that day. He was good, very good all round that day. Everything went well for him. Um yeah and then 2018 Mark Boyd come back and come from that well I knew of Mark Boyd again but um he come over like he's Scottish like from Scotland originally he come over and yeah, on the day he was just he was just good all round. You know, when some people turn up, they just haven't got sort of a that day. Whatever happens, the events just you know just just they just have the day of their life. You know, we're, no, I don't know how good Mark is all the time, um, but yeah, he was unbelievable. So, last question for wrap it up. I think what I want to know from you is obviously as a promoter of the sport for so long. Where would you where would you like to see it go? What, what what like if you were in control, what would you put in place? Because I know you spoke about the novices and as a beginners and first timers and maybe touched the log before comps and stuff like that. What would what would you change about the structure of Strongman and how, how would you progress it going forward? With one oh five, what I'd like to see, we've we've structured the best we can in this country between me and Craig and a few others. So we've got who runs North, South, Midlands, etc. Britons and England, it's all sort of run within our thing and we try and move England's around. I'd like, it would be nice if the bigger guys, like the guys abroad and your, and your ultimates like Glenn Rossies and, and Dave who's, who's involved in the, um, you know, the ultimate, the, the, what's the thing called? It's part of Giants Live, isn't it? The official strongman. Official strongman, yeah. It'd be nice if them guys would kind of link it up in a way that, you know, if they, they work their comps out on the right dates. I mean, a couple of years ago, it might have even been last year, the European Games was the same weekend as Brits. And I don't mind, but the thing I see, like we put our date out for Brits months before, and I know sometimes they're stuck with venues and all the rest of it, but I kind of like to see more of a structure so that guys could actually come out of 105 sort of winning Brits or winning England's or winning UK's and then be able to go to Europe, then on to a Welsh, you know, rather than sort of, well, Europe's is the same weekend as Brits, which one are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, I guess it would just make the whole 105 scene... Yeah, just <coughs> tighten it up so it's more like the Opens, it's more structured, but I've, because obviously there's only certain dates in the year, and I think there's obviously promoters abroad and stuff, it never seems to come together, which is what we work so hard to bring sort of the, the 105 scene... A structure. I mean, the 90s is pretty structured under Dave, isn't he? Dave does a lot. Did he, Dave? Um... Yeah, Bob runs the Norths, Dave runs the Mids, and... Uh, yeah, so I think... Sort of the Southern. Coming together with um, with that as well. So, yeah, from from our point, from that point of view, really just, just more structure with the bigger comps. 
I mean, you look at it, you think you're like England's strongest man, um, UK's strongest man, Britain's strongest man. They should be qualifying from that. I don't mind that being, you know, if they just do everyone's Europe. It's like Dave Warner could turn around and say, I'll take your top three. He did before, but then you've got this thing now that I'm, I'm not a fan of these online qualifiers. Yeah, we've t- we've touched on this, and that and that's what was that's what I was uh, gonna gonna chip in with there. Like with, with the the thing from last year, having the the Euro- Europe's on the same day as Brit, hmm. like they would benefit from talking to you, I think, because it does kind of take the prestige away a little bit from like say people people might get a European title or compete at Europe's or whatever. Whereas actually. There's a lot of guys there who've gone through, qualified from North to England to get to Brits, and they've actually done what they're on the third comp to actually, yeah, rather than just just like qualifying by default on the online qualifier. Like mm. my, my point is, we've talked about it on the on the podcast before. Like I did, I did Europe's under 90s last year, yeah, and and I wouldn't have been good enough to qualify for Brit um, if I'd have gone through the the. Like if I'd have decided early enough, I was doing under nineties or whatever. Um, yeah. But if I'd have start, if I'd have started the the progression route last year, I might not even got, I might not have even qualified to England's, but I could kind of, kind of, I just got in through the back door via the online qualifier to Europe. So it kind of like like you, I think you're going to touch on about, yeah, yeah. Why, why don't you like it? Is that a similar thing? Yeah, and I, do you know what it is? It's it's tough because when I see a comp clash, when the lads have got to choose between Brits and Europe's, honestly, even though I'm involved in Brits, whatever they want to do, I, I, I'll say to them, listen, do it. I'll, I'll back you 100%. I'll make you right. But I'm disappointed that they can't do them all. It should be a natural thing. Europe's is bigger than UK's and Brits. So surely to make Europe's a better competition, you want the best from each country. Yeah. And that, that's what I feel about it. And this year with the um, qualifiers for the World Games, it's Max Max Overhead and Max Deadly, I think. That's mm. what I'm And I think to myself, well, a powerlifter could could qualify then. Yeah, there's even some uh, weightlifters who are talking about um, doing it. There's a couple of girls that I... Well, there's a, a lass that I know who wants to... And she's gonna, she'll do like a fucking absolutely ridiculous clean and jerk, and yeah. she's, she, I don't think she has a, she's not not even that bothered about strong strong woman really. And but, I think um, what's happened is I, I know they could probably make an argument and say the reason they're doing a, a press overhead and a deadlift is because the way the year is, most people can still access that. Not everyone, yeah. joke, not everyone's got farmers. So I'm not knocking what they're doing. I'm just saying I'm not sure if. You're going to get the best all-round strong men and women going to the games. That's how I also I'm think that it should at least be on an axle or a log. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure whether I might be wrong on that. Maybe it is. I don't know. I might no, be. you you get you get to pick. It's any implement. Oh, okay. Yeah. So basically, my 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 theory on it is, <clears throat> for example, Clarence Kennedy. Uh, I don't know if you know him, an Irish weightlifter. Yeah. If he can pull 340 and clean jerk 220, but I've seen him on YouTube trying to log and struggling with 120, 125. So a weightlifter is going to win this competition, in my opinion. If, if a weightlifter sees that and wants to win 10K and they're good, they're going to win that competition because you can't compete with a cleaning jerk because, well, although some of us do do it, it's not a priority. It's not something we've focused on that much. It's more of a in the background thing. Uh, whereas a log or axle would even the playing field and at least make it someone like Clarence, for example, he might have to actually try. <laughs> you know what I mean? He'll have to learn how to axle or something instead of just... Uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. He's a bit mad. But I just think, yeah, a bit more structure going from the British scene or the UK scene into into Europe. And it, we, I've done it a couple of years. Dave did take guys from... Uh, from the comp to Europe and that. So it did kind of work. And I used to get somebody to Welds every year from the UK. That's sort of gone now, you know. So I'd like to see more. Shit. I think it'd be good. I'd like to, the, the bodyweight competitions, I'd like you guys, so when you go to a competition, like if we, you know, a, a version of Welds or something, that you go there and you actually, not only that you're strong and that you've put everything into it, you're ready to go, but you feel like you've been treated right as well, you know. 
you feel like you're not just in your come, lift that. You know, I, Strongman Champions League is great, but I don't like they refer to the 105s and the 90s as the lightweights. And I think it just, for me, I don't, I don't like that terminology at all, you know. I'm used to it. I'm always the light one. So Yeah, but I just think it could be it could be what it is. It could be under 90, 105. That's what it's called, you know. I like so, it as well Mark, people say I'm light and then they meet me and always tell me I'm jacked and I love it. It's class. <laughs> what are you wearing so, at the so, Oh, I'm on 91, something like that, Mark. <laughs> no, I'm about 95, 96, mate. And I'm soon to be... Because I've just got on the old, uh, you know, special supplementation, the creatines. I will probably be 105 in about six weeks. That's right. <laughs> so, M- Mark, um, we've had a, we've had a couple of people message me the last couple of, couple of weeks saying that from the podcast they're going to go, they're going to make the step up from, oh, well, they're, they're going to go from doing novice comps or inters comps, and they're either going to drop weight or whatnot to do the 105 pathway next year so um assuming that coronavirus gets sorted and blah 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 would you be able to just finish off with a concise route um what somebody start so, so like somebody who's pretty strong who wants to get as far as they can with 105s um like oh, yeah, the, I mean, the route to go through and, and what like what month of the year to aim for yeah. what month would they be in well, with the with the Southerns and the Midlands and the Northern qualifiers, they're going to be uh, April time. So from them, you're looking at obviously the usually sort of top six from each one make it through to England. And then, cool. Well, what what kind what kind of weights as well, Mark? For the do you know what, what kind of weights um, could you expect at qualifiers? Southern qualifier, um, Southern qualifier this year. I think we was doing like a one fifteen axle for reps. Um, I think it was a two, maybe a 250 deadlift for reps. Um, yokes around about 320. Farmers or ducks sort of, you know, farmers are around about 130, that sort of weight. Um, and yeah, then you might do a hold or a stone and that's probably sort of 120, 130. So it's nothing, it's decent weights. And then obviously as you progress on from sort of the Midlands and the Southerns and the, and the Northern, you obviously progress on to, uh, to England's and um, and then they yeah they're increased slightly again. Um, I mean obviously UKs and Brits. So so from Southerns, Northerns and Midlands, they're sort of April time. Then we're looking at May time for England's. Um, end of May, beginning of June is your uh, England's most powerful man. Now England's most powerful man is a standalone qualifier, and I I, I started it off just as a standalone comp, and it was a, it was a nice little title, um, and then it was sort of we turn it into a last-minute qualifier. So it's kind of, some guys might be on holiday, might not be ready, might be injured. It just gives everyone from every region and country, I've had guys from Wales and stuff, I know it's England's most powerful man. The reason I've kept it is that because Britain's most powerful man belongs to someone else. So I've kind of always left it as that, but obviously we let the Scottish guys, whoever, whoever really thinks that they had a bad day or I was carrying injury, it's just a last sort of chance. That's sort of end of May, June. And then hopefully... Um, UK's is July the 11th, I think. Brits is July the 31st, I think. So quite close together. Um, but yeah, that's that's where we're at really. So yeah, if you're looking at sort of going from your from your national from your from your regional qualifier to make it to England, that's your best route. You're looking around about April time. Normal weekend. Right, and what what's it what? You said uh, UKs and Brits. What's the what's the different route there? What's the different title for? What do you mean? Sorry, like, like, um, like how how would a quali- how would someone qualify for UKs versus qualify for Brit? Are they two well, separate what, comps? Yeah, but what we've tended to do is obviously the top. Um, what we generally do with UKs and Brits is we normally take probably the top six from England's. Then we right. four from England's most powerful man, and then we look at taking at least three from Ireland, three from Scotland, three from Wales to make it up. Obviously, sometimes we have pullouts and stuff, so we'll look back over competitions and see if we can uh, if we can squeeze some of the guys in who've just missed out and and stuff like that, just to try and get them uh, try and get some large stitch stuff in rather than do sort of wild cards. 
we try to look back over over what people have done at other comps and stuff like that, you know, to try and uh, to try and keep that one going. So yeah, that's where really where we're at. So basically, top six from England's make Brits and UKs, and the same with the Scottish guys and that. So we kind of run them together, but you know, they're just two separate titles. Back in the day, to be fair, I don't shame my memories. A lot with um, with Brits that you that was not always sort of a lot of the northern guys love Brits and a lot of the southern guys love UKs. There was a bit of a divide with it. Yeah, I don't know why that happened, but yeah, no, I think I think UKs used to get run all the time down in Kent in the early days, um, and I think the the Brits moved around like you got a few times in Scotland, and and I think yeah, I think people just prefer it. I think some people prefer the the British the name Brits, and I also think that it's a long comp season to do to do both. To be honest with you, yeah, that, is, that was yeah. always my thing. I always I never went to Brits under I only went to Brits under night once because. It was just another comp I had to do. I didn't want to because I was going Europe's after it and I just wanted to break. And that's the thing with UK's 105s as well. I remember Hicksy saying once he'd done like Northerns, England's, Britain's, and then he had something else lined up one year. I think it was like Champions of Champions or some shit. That's that was, right. That was in 2011. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was like, should I do UK's as well? And it's like five comps then. It's like, you know, it's quite a lot when you're like I, peaking I as think well. Hicksy was due to do UK's in 2011 and I'm 99. Point nine percent sure the dreaded tonsillitis hit him again because he suffers from that, doesn't he? I think he's had it a few times. Yeah, <laughs> that may that may well be true. Yeah, actually, but and I, I think I that's remember. what I can't remember because... last week, Mark. Well, I can because you made me cry on Facebook. But other than oh, that, mate, come on, you got to get over this. <laughs> I'm going to tell Craig he's a bully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blame the little man. And do and do and do you get um? Do people qualify from uh, Brits and UKs to? Europe, so is that just completely well? Separate? That's that's how I want to get it back. We have done in the past, but lately because Europe right. sort of uh, I don't know what they're doing with Europe, so I don't know whether that's an invite thing again or whether they're doing a qualifier for it. But I did a couple of years ago, I managed to get guys into it from finishing at UKs and Brits and stuff. But yeah, that's that's the thing I'd sort of like to see see happen. But yeah, I mean, not not necessarily. I'm going to try my hardest again to sort of reach out and see what we can do next year. Yeah, to be honest, I think there's got to be because there are, there are certain people that will just refuse outright to do like an online qualifier. Like a lot of people would rather earn the right going through the going through like a the qualifying route, you know, like doing the Norths, Englands, Brits or whatever. Yeah, I think so. so. Like so I said, uh, worst case scenario, if you can't commit, then you've always got a one-day, one-off chance for England's most powerful man. You know, I mean, Dan Burns won England's most powerful man in 2019. I've never heard of Dan. I think he's sort of up north somewhere. He's done really well with that one. He'd come from nowhere for me because I hadn't really seen much about him. Then uh, he went on to do Brits, I think, and he was a he was a little bit disappointed with his performance, I think. But he, he was great at, at England's most powerful man. He dominated the day. So it, it, it's good in a way because you see some people come through that, that other way and you think wow I've not really seen much of that guy and uh, yeah he's um, he, he done well so yeah I just more structure I think if I can get a link from Brits and UKs to, to Europe's that will be better than nothing you know yeah that'll be class so um, have you two buried the hatchet now or do you still think each other's a cunt <laughs> no I don't think we've ever thought that have we no, I, I, people people know me. I just give shit on Facebook. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, I think there's a lot of people like that. That's what, what about what about Craig? Is he upset? Like I I I've not spoke to him. Actually. I have to <laughs> find out. He should have come on, shouldn't he? No, Craig, I, Craig knows I like him. That's the only reason why annoying me is I fucking I'd have just expected a DM giving me shit instead of a yeah. cryptic Facebook message. I was like, don't be a bitch. Just call me a dickhead. That's fine. But don't need to cryptic it. It's like... He's probably going back to his old days because he was a bright prick on Sugden's, wasn't he? he was... <laughs> oh, JC was a nightmare on Sugden's. Oh, some good stories from Sugden. I fucking love Sugden. I still always do that uh, joke. Do you remember that how high is 18 inches thread? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was um, man. It was some good stuff on there. Yeah, there that guy. Some uh, someone knocking at my door. Does anyone know what he wants? <laughs> <laughs> man, it was good. They was good days without. But I mean, let's just see. Like I said, uh, we've got. 
I mean, over the years, there's been some good champions, you know, in, in UK's Ambrits. I'm hoping that, I mean, I know Matt Cole's hoping to get free because that sort of equals Sean, um, overtakes Woody, you know, so I know he's, but there's other people that are, that are so driven in it. And like you say, there's some, there's some new and there's some old coming back. Like you might, you're, you're must be classed as old now, Shane, surely. I think I am classed as old. My fucking body feels old anyway. Like a veteran now. How old are you now? I'm 30. See, I mean, he's been doing it forever, hasn't he? I fucking know. It's, I can tell. I tell when I stand up off this chair in a minute and my knees creak. That's when I'll know. <laughs> That's like um, Rob, Rob McGee. He's been going for years. He's only 30 and he looks older. He's got a bit of grey hair as well, lad. Uh, tough paper round. Yeah, I see it, but he's been good. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, if we can, if I can push to get the stru- get it more structured, at least towards Europe, then it'd be good. You know, I think he's pretty healthy at the minute in, in the UK. And yeah, that. When I looked into it, it looks a lot better than it did a couple of years ago, and that's why I retract my statement saying you're all shit. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's it now, but you've got to, um, you've got to come in and step up now, though, because now you're putting all this weight on, now you're going to be a little fat boy. <laughs> you do it now, haven't you? Well, it's it's going to be tough because I'm a fucking I'm absolutely made of glass, as everybody knows. Uh, so we'll see. But I'm hoping that the weight gain will allow me to not snap every time I do shit. That's my yeah. Plan. Well, I've already I've already I lose quite rebel strength quite a lot. I've already said that you was coming back in. I need to give him a ring and just get him to put some extra holes in the yoke so we can get it down low enough. Ah, fuck Uh, I'm only joking, mate. I'm only joking. So, so that that's a um, that's a public apology then from Shane, eh? Absolutely yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you going to are you going to somebody's just um, written in? Um, are you going to apologise to Cerberus, Shane? No, no. <laughs> Fuck, no one's wrote that. You're baiting me. <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> somebody's just written in now. Yeah. No, I'm not apologising to Cerberus. Then fuck off. Have you, had, what, what's have, you had, have you had a fallout with him, Shane? No, not really. <laughs> it's a long story. <laughs> I may, I may have tried to purchase some calibrated plates at fifty percent discount. Um, may, may allegations, but um, then I got a, a phone call from Cerberus uh, about the discount code. So yeah. Uh, didn't go down well, the phone call, let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, well, strange times, I'm sure all will be well in the end. I'm just a big hard man behind a screen or a phone mark, that's all it is. That's it, mate, yeah. That's it. So what's your next, you're not doing nothing in 105 till next year now, then? Well, no, be, I'm going to I'm gonna come back to Strongman, but I, I'm under no illusion that I can jump straight in, so it's going to be... Uh, this rest of this year is going to be prepping and training events again, regularly. I'm going to get down with Josh every Friday in probably July. I reckon I'll be able to do that, but I'm going to do events every Friday and then, yeah, jump into to a comp because I need to not get injured. That is my main goal for next year. And mm. if I jump straight into a comp and do a 350 yoke, uh, no doubt I'd do it, but uh, there'll be some repercussions let's put it that way so yeah no you just got to be careful wouldn't you I suppose you have yeah, a look just, at the when it comes out next year it's just it's just um, I don't know what the word is I just I think I'm weird and like because I did strongman for so long I can still it's like riding a bike I can still do stuff without training it like I could still sprint a 300 yoke but the next day my body's like, what the fuck did you do that for? So mm. I have to stop jumping into everything like head first and just pretend I'm starting from scratch. So that's why I'm not competing this year. I keep getting asked to do that yeah. series comp that you're running, but there's no, there's no way. No, I think you've got to look at, obviously, next year you've got the Northern Qualifier go to England's route or you've got the England's most powerful man route, which is the shorter route. And probably if you're feeling that way, probably the more sensible route. Yeah, I, I probably would do some about England, just because I really enjoy that comp Jack, Jack Lovett runs. And the last time I did that yeah. was three years ago um, or something like that. And I, um, I had a bad hammy tail like six weeks before it. And then I pulled it again at that comp. And I had the under-90s the week after. So I decided to pull out because I didn't want to ruin the under-90 qualifier. And then I won the under-90 qualifier, but then pulled my hamstring again in training. So I couldn't do England. So it was a bit of a nightmare that year. Yeah, I think you just yeah you just got to know how you feel new at the time, I suppose, isn't you? 
Yeah. Anyway, you're going to wrap shit for about 50 minutes if you keep speaking to me. So we need to wrap this up because Shannon will cut my balls off if I'm any later than half ten. What's, um, what's, what are you doing now, Josh, next year? What route are you doing now? Well, I just like competing. I'll just do, just do anything, really. But I'll, I'll uh, look, look to get as far as I can on the under-90s. Um, I was really looking forward to doing um, doing England's... Uh, sorry, doing the North qualifier in April. I felt really good for hopefully get mm. to England's and then push Brit and then uh, do BNSF as well. So I wanted yeah. to do the... Um, I was feeling good for the under-90s BNSF this year and I wanted to add some big goals for that. Um, but obviously, I've got to wait to kind of prove myself, I suppose. But I'm I'm happy doing that because I'm just getting better each week. So, did you have some comp coming up abroad? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In Ju- in July, I'm doing the uh, ult- ultimate uh, in Ukraine, ultimate under nineties. Yeah, I'm doing that nice in um, mm-hmm. in in July. So that'll be that'll be fun if I can get there. Oh, nice one. Um, right. I was going to say when well, you didn't mention that I was like I'm pretty sure I got some in my notes about that so I was like I don't know where that's come from if you're not doing it yeah I'd like to do the 90 kilo dumbbell in the comp that'd be yeah, a that good was goal it. in July yeah that'd be mint alright cool alright nice one alright lads lovely to <laughs> meet thanks, you anyway Mark thanks for having me on don't oh, worry thank Mark you. Good, good to know more anyway I'll see you later, lads. Thank you. Yeah, take care. Thanks a lot. See you bye later. Bye. Bye. Cheers, guys. Bye. 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 bye.